the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. What up? Welcome to Buckets, the fantasy basketball podcast here on the Action Network. I'm your host, Dan Titus, joined as always with my boy, Adam Koffler. We're at week 19, man. Crazy that we are only two weeks out of the playoffs. We got to get you ready to go here. So we're going to just get right into it. We're going to talk about the teams that you want to target, the players and some strategy that you'll want to consider as you're navigating this week. First off, just want to say we're recording on Sunday. We just got a chance to watch the second game of Joel Embiid and Harden and Tyrese Maxey and I guess Tobias Harris, too. But I just want to give a shout out, man. This is just beautiful basketball as two Philly guys. I don't remember the last time we had a competent half court offense with a transition offense with a point guard that can get you 29 points, eight rebounds, 15 dimes with only three turnovers like. Oh, he had a triple-double, actually. He had a triple-double, man. He had a triple-double. He had a triple-double. Um, it's just beautiful to watch. So I guess we can start, before we get into the actual uh, team stuff and, and schedules, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and it was like, how is James Harden going to affect Tyrese Maxey and other players? The one person that I think has been affected most so far, it's only been two games, small sample size, but Tobias Harris seems to be an afterthought, really, in this offense. Didn't shoot particularly well. He kind of looks like he's kind of lost his flow in the offense here. Meanwhile, you see Tyrese Maxey absolutely flourish as the off-ball guard next to James Harden. So just curious if, you know, we talked about potentially selling Maxey. Are you interested in more selling Maxey on this high or buying low on Tobias Harris? You know what? That's a great question. And, and here's the thing you need to know about the Philadelphia 76ers. In weeks 21 through 23, which is the fantasy basketball playoffs for most, the Sixers have one of the most advantageous schedules which includes 12 games. They go four, four, four in weeks 21 through 23. So any of the four starters are worthy of a roster spot at this point. So yeah. who's the guy to target uh, Tobias Harris, because in the last two games, he's averaging like 10 points, six rebounds. Like he looks not, not that he looks lost, but he's, he's, he's obviously the fourth option on offense behind Tyrese Maxey at this point. That's okay. Like they're, they're still getting into a rhythm. Harden still understanding where everybody's supposed to be. Right. You know, Tobias Harris led the team on Sunday with a plus 25. Like he, he's, he's not, he's not a bad player and he just, he's got his role and he's He's, he's going to be fine. He's not going to turn the ball. Over. He's going to shoot a high percentage uh, or pretty good percentage for, for, you know, for what you get for a guy that shoots a lot. And I'd want to be buying low on him right now because the Sixers, like I said, have those 12 games, very advantageous schedule, and he's going to play 35 minutes a game in competitive games. So if you can, if you can swing like one of those hot names, like, I don't know. Like I would try to, why not, why not put out justice Winslow for Tobias Harris and see if the guy bites, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? You're buying an extremely low value right now. For That's Tobias okay. Harris. But and I, and I really think that it is the four, four, four schedule in your, if you're in a position to, you know, mortgage, you know, maybe you could go through a couple games rut of this Tobias Harris buy low on it. And then you're, you're sitting pretty when you got four, four, four um, in those. So I'll give you an example. Playoffs. I'll give you a great example. Terrence Mann is playing very, very good basketball right now. Yeah. And he's he starting for the Clippers. In weeks 21 through 23, the Clippers go, uh, I think it's 3-3-3 three, 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 or 2-3-4, mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. They, they, play nine nine, right. they play nine games. So mm-hmm. what would you rather have, 12 games of Tobias or nine games of Terrence Mann, who may or may not be a starter by that point? So, see, like, throw that out there. Like, be like, yeah, I'll give you Terrence Mann and let me get Tobias Harris. Right. See, see if it works. You're going you're gonna to appreciate that at the, at, you know, when the fantasy playoffs roll around. So you're not selling. You're, you've officially cooled on selling Ty- Tyrese Maxey. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily selling Tyrese Maxey because I'm because I like the 12 games that they have, and and okay. he, he's shooting really well because James shooting Harden get, sh- James Harden gets him in open spots. So and he, he's got that floater like this. I, I want I want Embiid, I want Harden, I want Maxey, and I want Tobias Harris. Facts. No, no yep. disagreement there. And I think Harden is just making it easier for everyone. This is the easiest bucks I've ever seen Joel Embiid get. And he's not even playing particularly well. He's just been dominating on the free throw line, getting close to the room. Um, yeah, this is what you want to see and, if you're a Sixers fan. And Matisse Tybal is an ad for sure. Like I was I was worried about, you know, what what he was going to do. Yeah. He's great on defensive end. He gets open now with Harden like he's averaging, I think, 10 points a game in, in two games with Harden. Uh, and can we also talk about the fact that Joel Embiid has been to the free throw line 40 times since Harden arrived? 40. Crazy, dude. In two it's games. Absolutely crazy. This is just going to be a really tough team if they continue to play this way. Now, granted, they played the, the Wolves on a back-to-back and they played the Knicks and the Knicks are freaking horrendous. So uh, we'll, we'll see what it's like versus a contender. But I want to go back to Matisse Thibel real quick. I feel like Matisse Thibel already has already changed his role to be more of a Gary Payton, the second type guy. He's running the rim. He's slashing. He's playing the baseline. He's getting offensive rebounds. That's what he needs to be doing. And that's how he's going to stay on the floor. What you don't want from Matisse Thibel is shooting a corner three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what, the way he's utilized now is that that rim runner, that that worked. We apologize. We, we just got done watching the Sixers game. It sounds like we're a Sixers <laughs> podcast. We're really a fantasy basketball podcast. Go buy yeah. low on Tobias Harris. Don't sell high on Tyrese Maxey. And let's, right. let's move on to the schedule in week 19. So first, the, uh, the Raptors, five games. They play a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday, as well as Thursday and Friday. So obviously having them playing on Tuesday and Thursday is always a good look, um, especially because this week we got seven games on Monday, six on Tuesday, eight on Wednesday, seven on Thursday, uh, nine on Friday, six on Saturday, and eight on Sunday. So, you know, the Raptors are easily the best team to stream. However, are you worried about OG Ananobi? Um, Fractured finger, no time yeah. table for his return just yet. Yeah. But, you know, obviously there's going to be some, there's likely going to be some rest here. Fred Van Vliet's been missing games to rest his knee, but it's really just Boucher and probably Thaddeus Young that may be floating on your wa- waiver wires. Boucher is 68% rostered. Thaddeus Young is only 25. Um, and we've seen these guys probably split about 20 minutes, 22 minutes a piece here. But yeah, what are you, you going to do for, for uh, this five-game week for the Raptors? Yeah, uh, Boucher's been getting the minutes, but he just he hasn't been producing. But I'm not I'm not too worried. Like I'd be willing to stream all three of Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young, and Precious Achua too. He 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 came off the bench the Raptors last game and went something like twenty and seven. Um, and they they seem to prefer him off the bench uh, over Ken Birch even as the starter. So, you know, even though Chu is going to continue to come off the bench, most likely, like because the Raptors have five games and because they have that back to back Monday, Tuesday, even if for some reason something happens like, you know, Wednesday or something and, you know, you, you need to like drop one of those guys. That's fine. Um, but I'd be inclined to hold them uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. That's four games and five nights. That's big time. Like if you can if you can stream that and then make one transaction and get another two games uh, with a team that plays Saturday, Sunday, back to back. Um, let's see who, who played like the Grizzlies, for example, play Saturday, Sunday, back to back. If you could get like a Chua and then DeAnthony Melton, you're talking about six games with one transaction or two transactions. Yeah. Right. So those are the things to do to, to look out for that, that Monday, Tuesday, back to back is big. Um, as long as the guys are playing. And I assume with the Raptors not having very many healthy bodies uh, behind some of their starters, that that's, you know, that's what you want to do there uh, streaming wise, as far as the Raptors are concerned. Yeah, expect a big week out of Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent, and and likely uh, Fred Van Vliet there. No doubt. 
Um, so the teams with four games, we'll start off with the Nets. They got a back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. What teams are you, or what players are you looking at from the Nets that may be uh, worth the stream here? Yeah, so that back-to-back, uh, give me a little bit of insight. That's, I, I, believe, I believe one of those games is at home and one of those games at, on the road for the Nets. So, I mean, because of that, like you're, you're talking about Bruce Brown continuing to be a streamer. Uh, James Johnson, but but definitely be careful about James Johnson on the back-to-back. I believe he sat a back-to-back before. Um, Seth Curry's roster in most places. Um, Patty Mills would be a, a guy if if uh, if Kyrie's out. Otherwise, I'm not really interested in him. Yeah, Brooklyn's playing against Toronto uh, in the back-to-back next week. Is it is it home away or home home or? Yeah, home away. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So you get one game out of Kyrie, but apparently the. And well, we could talk about this now. Apparently, the the mandate is close to being lifted. They're, they're kind of reconsidering um, that in Brooklyn. So Kyrie could become a full time player in the near future. And uh, apparently, Kevin Durant's day to day. So right. any minute, uh, any minute, we could be seeing the Nets get a little bit better here. Uh, but apparently, uh, <laughs> Ben Simmons is still dealing with back soreness. So he's got mental health issues, back soreness, and he's on a new team. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't add up very, uh, very well to be successful. Yeah, yeah given his mental state, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he returned on March, sometime after March 10th, whenever Thir- that game. 13th, 13th, 13th. 13th, okay. Yeah. Then that's, that's when he'll probably be targeting. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously pay attention if Duran is going to be in because that's going to suck a lot of usage out of some of the guys that were just mentioned. Um, and then obviously if the mandate, you get you get Kyrie as a full-time player, you know, guys like Cam Cam Thomas probably go to the wayside. Oh, yeah. So. Cam, yeah. Cam Thomas is a streamer, too, by the way. I totally yeah. blanked out on him. But yeah, so let's go to the other team. The Cavs and the Rockets both have four games as well. They're both playing back to backs on Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's talk about the Cavs first, man. Darius Garland, he played, showed out for the all-star game in his hometown of or home home city of, of Cleveland. And now he hasn't played a game in the first two games that the Cleveland Cavaliers have played. I'm getting concerned here. So I think Brandon Goodwin is probably one of the best pickups you can make right now, just given we don't know firmly whether Darius Garland's going to return the lineup and when. It sounds like Garland may miss some time. We've already heard that Karis LeVert's going to be out uh, for a week or two, so right there that leaves some uh, minutes in the backcourt. Uh, Rondo was dealing with a back injury, I believe, so that leaves Brandon Goodwin. I like Brandon Goodwin. I tweeted this out. I like Brandon Goodwin even over Rajon Rondo when he's healthy, if, if Rondo's starting. Like Good, Goodwin's just a high-usage guy when he plays and gets minutes. So as long as Garland and Levert are out, I, I do like Goodwin, and I like him especially in Week 19 as the Cavs have four games. Um, don't do anything. With, like Kevin Love still needs to be rostered everywhere. Uh, Lloyd Markenden looks like a pretty good uh, player at this point. Week 19, the Cavs have four games, and then in the fantasy playoffs, the Cavs have uh, 12 games, and they've got, uh, I think, week 22 or week 23, I can't remember off the top of my head, is a five-game week for the Cavs. So uh, load up on your Cavs. I've, I've talked about buying low on uh, both Lori Markin and, and Evan Mobley, so I, I would consider you know doing that. And then, you know, I, I think Garland will be back sooner rather than later, and, and the Cavs got to see what they could do uh, in the playoffs here. Really like the uh, buy low on Evan Mobley, um, especially with, you know, Darius Garland out there. I think he's going to probably be the one that's going to be going to be the focal point of the offense here. But you're right. Brandon Goodwin, 38 minutes in his last contest, and he's gotten at least five assists in his last two games. So um, definitely want to look out for him if Rajon Rondo continues to miss some time. Uh, what about the Rockets? Uh, what, are, what are you doing with them? And I know you, you talked about it. Uh, we, we chatted about it offline yesterday. And do you consider Christian Wood a buy low? 
um, just given that the Rockets have a pretty favorable schedule here down the stretch. That's that's my reasoning for buying low on Christian Wood. However, the the, the three for thirteen from the from the charity stripe is that's sickening stuff. Like very, very concerning. Very concerning. I don't under I don't understand how you could shoot three from thirteen from the free throw line unless you're like Andre Drummond or something. Like it, it just doesn't it just doesn't even make sense to me. But he's a career 68, 69% free throw shooter. That's not going to continue. Um, if you can sell, you know, a, a hot player, right? And we talked about Terrence Mann. I'm trying to think of another hot player, like a, I don't know, like Jonathan Kuminga or uh, I don't know, Will Barton, maybe. Like, you know, guys like that. You, you could return a Christian Wood. He's got a favorable schedule in the fantasy playoffs. I would consider that as long as as long as you're not reliant on on free throw percentage uh, to win you weeks. Um, if yeah. you're punting free throw percentage, Christian Wood is a definite buy low. Yeah, I think that's a good point there. Um, and so, any other Rockets that uh, pique your interest or not really? Yeah, J- Jalen Green's been much better with the basketball. He's turned the ball yes. over less. He's sh- he's shooting better. He looks a little bit more comfortable. I've seen him picked up in a lot of places recently after people dropped him you know, with some bad shooting percentages and some turnovers. So he's, he's, he's looking like a must roster at this point. Um, Garrison Matthews, if you need threes. Yeah. Those are probably the best ones right now. I mean, I think it's really, oh, I mean, Shen, we always talk about Shangun, but yeah, he's, he should he's, probably, yeah, he should probably already be up there. Yeah. In the roster ship at least. But yeah, right. surprisingly, I was surprised to still see uh, Jalen Green under 70%. He's at 66 right now. So if he's floating out there, man, he's been bombing threes. 20 plus with uh, a couple other stats, man. He's getting some steals too. So yeah, I, I really like the way Jalen Green is playing right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another another team that's playing four games this week, and that's the Pacers and the Grizzlies. They are both have back-to-backs on Saturday and Sunday. The Pacers are really interesting here because du- Chris Duarte is going to be coming back into the lineup on Sunday which is good for that backcourt with Tyrese Halliburton. So maybe we'll see a slight downtick in, in the assist, but I, I mean, it's not going to impact Halliburton at all. Like he's good. Um, but really curious about this front court though, um, between Isaiah Jackson and uh, O'Shea Brissett, who we've seen kind of go off in the last couple of games here. Uh, what are you doing with uh, some streamers for the Pacers? I'd be curious to see what happens with Duarte. Like, does he come off the bench? Cause you got, you got Buddy Hill too. And you got yeah, Brogdon. And, you got and Brogdon Buddy's, been, Buddy's been playing great too. You, yeah. got, you got Brogdon healthy. Like, do they go really, really small and start Buddy Hill at the four? Like, I, I can't, I can't imagine that happens. Like I, I, I would assume that Chris Duarte comes off the bench. Right. And, and Brogdon healed and Halliburton start alongside yeah. O'Shea Brissett and Isaiah Jackson. Um, we'll have to kind of see what, what happens there in Indiana, but um, Brissett probably takes a little bit of a backseat from a scoring perspective. Um, so I'm not sure that, uh, you know, wait and see what happens on, uh, on Sunday with the Pacers line. The Pacers play on Sunday, right? Uh, the Pacers play on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, comes of that. But as far as the front court, I, I like both Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith. They, the Pacers play four games. Like you said, Jackson's getting the start. He blocks like two, two to three, four shots a game like that. He looks really good. Um, they're very high on him. Miles Turner's at least a couple more weeks away. Uh, and Jalen Smith's been been having pretty good uh, success there off the bench for the Pacers, too. Like they traded for him. They like him a lot, too, off the bench. He's playing 25 minutes a game and he's he's kind of a high usage guy, too, with some stock potential. So I'd be totally OK rostering both those guys. All right. We're just going to run through a couple other teams here, or a few other teams that have four games this week. We got the Bucks. The Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Kings. Um, I want to talk about some news that dropped late on uh, probably early Sunday morning. 
that Josh Giddy is going to be missing uh, some time here. So what are we doing with Trey, man? We, we run to pick him up. Yeah, I think so. At least, at least for this week, for sure. Um, we, you know, we heard that Giddy could miss quote unquote some time, right? That's, that's never a good thing. We that's already heard thunder, <laughs> man. We, yeah. Right. SGA last year was going to miss some time. Um, but we already heard uh, a few weeks back that Giddy's minutes were going to be limited down the stretch. And now we're hearing that he could miss some time. This doesn't add up for me. Right. Um, Trey, yeah. Trey Mann is looking like a must add, at least for week 19, for sure. Especially because we still don't know about Lou Dort. Right. There's been no update on Ty Jerome, who's is part of that backboard. He's actually like a pretty good player. Um, so, so Trey Mann is the starter. He, he looks like a guy that you're going to want. He's not, he's become more than a points guy at this point. So uh, yeah, Trey Mann, definitely get him on your roster. And I'm, I'm cool with Darius Baisley. I'm cool with uh, Alexi Pokushevsky if you can uh, stomach some of the, the uh, shooting inefficiencies. But the Thunder looked like a good streaming option for uh, Week 19. Yeah, you can even give Isaiah Roby a look. Um, he's, he's also been playing pretty well as well. So, um, yeah, let's also talk about the Magic. I know we said last week it wasn't advantageous to, to stream the Magic because they only had two games. But now, coming back with four games, Chumo Kiki is only 43% rostered. He's coming off a monster game where he had 26 points, nine rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. Just a great performance, 32 minutes. So he's gotten uh, about 30 minutes in his last three games. So I think you got to run and pick up uh, Chumo Kiki here too. He's a must-add. And, and if, if he's still available by the time you're listening to this podcast, like he's a run-and-go must-add. Yeah. He, he's, he's, uh, he ranked fifth. In, on a per-game basis the last two weeks. I mean, it was an extended all-star break. It was only over three games. But his stocks... Yeah, it's just the uh, stocks, man. Right, right. Like he, those stocks, man. He's averaging like five stocks a game um, over the last like week or so. And and he just looks like... He looks really rejuvenated coming off that Magic Bench. bench. He's playing more than Mo Bamba is. Um, so there's no... Re- uh, don't go drop Mo Bamba yet. Even, he's got a ton of potential, but that's that's a story for another day. Yeah, but Chumo Kiki needs to be rostered everywhere, especially this week when the Magic have um, four games. Also, Markel Fultz is expected to come back on Monday. Uh, expect a ramp up period for him. He hasn't played in quite a long time. Um, people have asked what to do with Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Uh, you keep those guys on your roster for now. Fultz is going to play like you know 10, 12, 14 minutes a game probably for the you know first few games at least. Probably won't play back to backs. Uh, but as you get down the stretch here with the Magic, like Jalen Suggs probably takes the biggest hit if Markel Fultz can can uh, step into more more than like twenty minutes a game or so. So definitely definitely something to keep an eye on there in the in the Orlando backcourt. Yeah, I wonder how invested they are in Markel Fultz versus Jalen Suggs here. Well, they drafted um, Jalen Suggs, right? I mean, right, they did, and I feel like Markel is his holdover from the last regime. So maybe. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I think he'll get minutes, but I don't think that they're going to compromise Suggs just yet. I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea what to expect from Marco Fultz, to be honest. Um, he was he was actually pretty solid before he hurt his knee last year. But uh, yeah, there's like, just, are like, you, too many are you, guards are, there. Are you picking up Marco Fultz and, and wasting a roster spot on him? No, so, absolutely so for, not. Right. So for me, I'm not. But if if I'm if if I've locked up a buy. Like you could do worse than getting a guy like Markel Fultz on your roster. Maybe just for, you know, in, in two weeks, maybe he's starting and playing 30 minutes a game. It's possible, but not probable. Like <laughs> if, if you're, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, there's absolutely no way you're adding Markel yeah. Fultz. But right. it's, it's interesting because when you go, when you go on your fantasy Yahoo fantasy app and you do the, you click the you know most added players, Markel Fultz at the top. Like it's, it shouldn't be that way. Cause he's going to play 12 minutes in his first game. Maybe. <laughs> 
right? But but you're right. But I think if you're in a position to take flyers right now, you're kind of building out that roster for the future. Look at those future 20 weeks, 21 to 23. If it makes sense to pick up these guys that maybe haven't played that much or could luck into, you know, 30 minutes here and there, I think it's worth it. But if you're vying for the playoff spot, like stay away. It's not it's on not that. On it. that note, I want to talk about a strategy and it's, yeah. it's involving understanding where you are in the standings right now and, and sort of uh, strategizing how to uh, maximize like your players uh, now in the regular season and moving into the playoffs and in the playoffs. So the perfect example is the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers in week 19 have two games, just two. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. In week 20, they play three games. So right off the bat, if your fantasy playoffs start now, like he, he, he's probably a drop. He's probably a drop for a guy that plays, I don't know, eight games the next two weeks, and you get three more games. So even if he's you're a little bit about, worse. You're, you're talking about dropping people like a Justice Winslow. That's exactly. Or, that's, ex- yeah. that's, that's really the one I'm talking about is Justice Winslow. He's been really hot, right, playing with the Trailblazers. He's getting big-time opportunity. He's been starting. Nurkic is now hurt. Um, so Winslow's like stepped into like this 35 plus minute role. Yeah. He's, he's a stock guy, points, rebounds. He's kind of doing it all. Um, but I just recently dropped Justice Winslow for Jalen Smith because I need to get into the playoffs in that league. And I need Jalen Smith's four games over Justice Winslow's two games in week 19. Right. However, don't drop Justice Winslow just because he plays two games in week 19, if your playoffs start in week 21, because the trailblazers, like we said, go four, four, four in the playoffs. So if you can stomach justice Winslow's two game week 19 and three game week 20, like you're going to, that you're going to have an advantage because you have justice Winslow for the playoffs. But you know, I need to get in. So I need Jalen Smith. I need him this week. And he's going to do better for me this week than justice Winslow is going to do for me this week. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you could even take that example of like the Miami heat next week, you know, they play on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I picked up PJ Tucker just because I needed, you know, some threes. I needed some, some rebounds as well as some blocks on occasion, defensive metrics it might be worth dropping him for the following week because he doesn't play again until Sunday. You could sneak in a couple other ads there uh, being that he's not playing through that, you know, two day gap. Exactly. At this point in the season, you're doing everything you possibly can to maximize the number of games played with the minimum number of transactions made to always be thinking like that. So when someone's going off in a game and they're on the waiver wire, it doesn't mean go pick them up necessarily. Like you have to, you have to be judicious in your decision-making. You cannot waste a waiver wire ad on a guy who's playing on a Friday who has a good game on Friday and you pick him up and then realize, oh, shit, he doesn't play again until Monday. That's a waste. If you need that cat, if you need categories like that week, that's a big time waste. Like you're playing for the short term unless you're in first or second place right now. Um, and then I would also say, like, if you were in a position where you actually have some transactions left, that's when you want to kind of look ahead to the that's following right. week. So, you know, you could be looking up. So, for example, for this week, if, if you have some some people left to pick up, you know, to maybe two or three people by the end of the week, you know, look at the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Knicks, the Jazz, because they all play uh, that Sunday, Monday back-to-back for week 20. It's a great way to get an advantage on some numbers and and some production if you can get that back-to-back from Sunday to Monday. So if you have the flexibility to do it, look ahead that way and always want to try to maximize utilizing all of your transactions, but you don't have to do it just on that specific week. Look ahead to the following week. All right. Good point. 
so we already touched on, you know, the, the trailblazers don't really have much value in week 19 here with only two games, but is there anybody else from like the Timberwolves or perhaps the Kings that you're eyeing for week 19? Yeah. I mean, from, for the Timberwolves, they play the back-to-back Monday, Tuesday, which is, which is what you look for, uh, for, for, for streamers. Um, I do like Jaden McDaniels as a streamer. He's a stocks guy. People have, been, people have been dropping Jared Vanderbilt. He's had a couple of not so good games, but Jared Vanderbilt's a guy I'd want to stream as well. Those are probably the only two that are available from the Timberwolves um, that are available to be streamed. Uh, potentially Patrick Beverly as well. But yeah, those, you know, if you're using you know one of your transactions, you could do much worse than having a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday and using one of McDaniels, Vanderbilt, or Beverly. Makes sense. Um, so I just want to go through some news real quick. Um, so Sunday, we got news that Aaron Holiday is going to be playing. We haven't seen campaign yet. I know there was a lot of debate between Twitter and even us talking over the last couple of weeks of who was really going to step into the Chris Paul role here. And it's really just been Devin Booker. And we, we knew that that was he was probably going to be the biggest beneficiary of usage. But um, want to get your thoughts on Aaron Holiday if you're picking him up, being that we still have yet to get any news on campaign. Yeah, let's talk for a second about about becoming better fantasy basketball uh, players. Right. So the team before the all-star break said that campaign was likely to return Thursday after the all-star break. Okay. And then on, I believe it was Tuesday of the all-star break, just two games before the game campaign went to some, you know, some basketball game. It was like a high school or college. Game. I can't remember. Is it, is it the pac 12? Yeah. Okay. Like Pac-12. Grand, Valley, Grand Valley state or something like that. And he was, he was interviewed and they asked when, you, when are you coming back? And he said, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm probably a couple weeks out. And nobody wanted to believe that. Yeah, it was wild, like, right? It's straight from the horse's mouth. Believe so, so, the information. So, so I will say, I'll take a victory lap for that because I dropped that here. I was like, oh, snap. Like, I had to go into the trenches to find that. But, like, yes. it was wild how many other people were saying, like, you got to pick up Cam. You got to pick up Cam. Yes. It's like, wait, why? The you dude do, literally you, just told you that. You do yeah. for the – if you're playing for the future. If you're sure. playing for the now. Like, we, yeah. we talked about last week, the Suns had three games, three games after the All-Star break. And, and I mean, Aaron Holiday ended up he missing one. one of those games. Yeah, he missed one, but he was good but, solid in the ones that he did play. Exactly. So, you know, sometimes you just got to listen to what people are telling you. And, and Twitter is a perfect resource to be able to get that kind of information. Like we had old information that said, oh, yeah, campaign's probably going to play you know Thursday after the break. That was like a right. week before the actual game. So yeah. th- there's there's ways to you know search to search a player's name and just just get better in general about you know, doing your own research and it'll help when you're trying to make pickups. Like you don't need to, you need to ask somebody. You can just right. type in his name and, and kind of see for yourself what the latest news is. Yeah. Beat writers are crucial for that. Um, for Cam sure. Johnson's also definitely the, they don't, he shouldn't oh, be yeah. on any waivers anywhere. So no. make sure you pick him up if he is there. Um, we we'll also want to talk about um, the Knicks situation here. So Kemba Walker's out for the season. No surprise. And uh, Derek Rose is also going to miss, you know, up to upwards of two weeks. I don't even know that at this point whether it makes sense to even bring Derek Rose back. Emmanuel quickly doesn't get any consistent minutes. So to me, I think the ad is Alec Burks. But are you staying away from it? Do you think there's any interest in there? Like, what, yeah. what are you doing with the Knicks? Yeah, Alec Burks is definitely a guy that, that should be rostered. He's played 34 minutes per game the last two games. Quickly looked really good against the Sixers. Uh, he was nailing some threes. Uh, RJ Barrett, man, he's super rejuvenated. He, he's he's like balling out right now. He's completely taken over uh, the reins from Julius Randle. Yeah, uh, Julius and, looks rough, dude. Just yeah. rough. He might he, talk about a buy low. Like he he might be a buy low. He's had two bad games off the All Star break. 
But yeah. before the All-Star break, he was, you know, averaging the upper 20s for, for like six or seven games straight. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're looking for a buy low candidate before the trade deadline, which is coming up here, uh, I think it's March 3rd for most March people, which is, mm-hmm. which is Thursday. Yep. Yeah, he might do, might be able to do, you know, Julius Randle, maybe you can swing him. But, you know, it's, it's looking like R.J. Barrett's sort of like taking the lead there. So just yep. be careful. Um, and then news out of the heat camp, Victor Oladipo could be returning in a couple Ooh. weeks. I'm not too thrilled about that one. I don't no. know. I think that's more of a playoff move personally for, uh, for the heat's depth. But uh, also James Wiseman is, is, is going to be returning apparently in a couple weeks. I don't think any, I don't think this is really going to affect anybody from a fantasy landscape. How about you? Yeah, I do have Victor Oladipo in one place because I thought he was going to be returning a little bit sooner than like a couple weeks from now. Uh but there's really no reason to rush to the waiver wire to pick him up. It's just kind of a hype thing. And Oladipo's got the name value, obviously, because he was yeah. so good for so long from a fantasy perspective. Um, I wouldn't touch James Wiseman with a 10-foot pole this fantasy season. Uh, so I, I, I'm okay leaving both those guys in the wire, to be honest. Cool. And uh, lastly, I figured I'd let you get off some more hot takes here. You were talking about last week selling John Morant, Desmond Bain. I, I, can't I, didn't, say, I, didn't, say, I didn't say sell John Morant. Uh, you said for the, I'm pretty sure I got to go back to it. I'll, I'll get the, I'll, I'll check the receipts on that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, uh, maybe you I did. Maybe, maybe, maybe I said, maybe I mistakenly said, sell all Grizzlies. Now I, I am still selling Desmond Bain, but not John. Okay. Thank you for taking John off the block. He appreciates that. Um, but yeah, Desmond Bain. And, uh, you also have DeJounte Murray on here as well as Harrison Barnes. Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah. DeJounte Murray is a sell for me because the San Antonio Spurs, and it, it depends when your playoffs are. The San Antonio Spurs played two games in week 22. So basically what I'm saying is if you have DeJounte Murray, you likely have a pretty good fantasy team this year because you probably got him at a good value, right? So let's say, let's say you have a first round buy and and that, that first round buy happens at week 21. Um, And then you, your first round of the playoffs, essentially week 22 when DeJounte Murray plays just two games. There are, there are plenty of people that play four games in week 22 that I would much rather have than DeJounte Murray's just two games. And I'm thinking that right now, because the way he's been playing, you can probably get that player who plays four games for DeJounte Murray. So I don't know exactly who that is off the top of my head, but there are definitely guys that play four games week 22 who are just as good as DeJounte Murray, who I'd rather have. And that will help you. That move right there will help you get into the fantasy basketball championship of week 23. And what about Harrison Barnes? I mean, he's a sell because he's just been outperforming who he, <laughs> who he is. Like, and 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 uh, I think uh, Jeremy Lamb is is sort of healthy now. Davion Mitchell um, is healthy. Between Lamb, Davion Mitchell, Justin Holiday, um, I just think there's like there's just too many like guys that are similar to Harrison Barnes. But he just like keeps proving me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like pissing me off. I want to I want to sell this guy, but but maybe that, that's that's when you sell him. Like. He's been performing pretty well. He's a top 50 guy in the last couple of weeks. Like, you know, sell him because I think the, the Kings only play 10 games in the fantasy playoffs. That, it's as simple as that. Like, I don't think he can keep performing the way he's performing. The Kings don't have a favorable fantasy playoff schedule. That's my reasoning for selling Harrison Barnes. He's balling like you, you would be uh, one of the trade candidates or something. I'm surprised a contender yeah. didn't grab him at the deadline the way that he's yeah. balling right now. But, um, yeah, that'll do it for Buckets Week 19 Fantasy Look Ahead. 
Make sure you check out actionnetwork.com for the fantasy forecast with myself and Joe Delira. We'll break down much of what we discussed here, as well as some prop angles. By the way, the markets have yet to adjust to James Harden, so hit the overs on all those because he's just crushing them in the first two. Make sure you download Price Picks. You can use promo code ACTION10, that's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0, and it will match your first deposit up to $100. And the Buckets crew is back on Tuesday with the big picture. We'll see you next week. Let's get buckets.